0: Welcome back to the Total Focus Podcast. I'm your host, Paul. Our special guest this week is Stormy Keffler. She is the reigning, defending, undisputed national title holder for Queen Beauty USA 2020. Yes, I'm so excited. I had my first national title interview and she is incredible. She's also a former LFL football player and i am so excited to have her on the show if you are needing of some expert of someone to to really motivate you and to achieve your goals this person has done everything from being a professional athlete to being a national title holder you need to listen to this and stay tuned And Stormy, welcome to the show.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me,
0: Paul. Well, I, I really appreciate you coming on the show, and it's always amazing to have a former LFL, USA, and national title holder in the house. So uh, if I had the little clap-clap sounds, I'd be like, going, you know, like that. <laughs> so thank you so much for taking the time to be on my little show uh, on its way to being a big show, and um, so exciting to to have such a big celebrity in the house so so kudos to you for all no seriously kudos for all your achievements and and your short life and you know so many things to to come so we have to get you we have to find that guy and then you have to get married and then you have to get you on the pageant we have to get you on the married pageant scene so
1: oh yeah the the guy's already there oh the guy's right there okay Okay, yeah i'm actually already engaged so oh okay funny we came in and this is my last year i turned 28 next month so i was like really considering we got engaged back in July at Disneyland and I know it's the most magical place on earth
0: it's it's like getting it's like doing engagement on on Valentine's Day it's so like you know oh I know it's so oh my gosh I've got a
1: funny story about that but um we came in this year and I was really not entirely sold on competing this year and he told me you know you're either gonna win or age out those are your only two options and he said he'll support me either way so now he's really stoked that I now have a national title because I said as if I lose this last pageant then we're just gonna immediately go get married and have like a tiny little wedding well he's Korean and they don't do small weddings so I was like oh here we go so now he's stoked because he gets this big wedding that he's always dreamed of and yeah, it's going to be fun. He's very supportive.
0: Is it anything like uh crazy rich Asians? Like that kind of like like they just go crazy and have fun and like that kind of lifestyle? Is that is that how you would describe it?
1: I I've actually never seen the movie, so it's hard for me to say, but he's like super we're both like huge food snobs, so oh, we're okay. looking at things and we're like, "Oh gosh, this is going to add up real fast." Yeah,
0: of course. Um well, well Clearly, he was the smart person here to encourage you to do it. So I <laughs> like him already because um, I always I'm a drag on a on a on a on a boyfriend or or, or someone um, the fiance that that holds the the holds the the girl back because um, you know you have when you have so much talent you should never box her up you should let her out and fly like an eagle. So he's smart oh, enough yeah. to let you. Let you fly like an eagle and see and he's rewarded god rewarded you with rewarded him with a girl that has a national title so it's <laughs> he gets the fringe benefits so you know and you know it's that's so awesome so kudos to him yeah you know so let's uh let's rewind everything that mm-hmm. um people that you know you might have some people that are looking up to you i'm sure you have a lot of people but they might not know where you started so when you were growing up um, mm-hmm. you grew up in Washington state, right?
1: Correct. Born and raised. Okay.
0: And were you a pageant girl when you were growing or you, were you playing sports or like, because you played LFL football. So what, right. wh- what type of personality were you? So like, if someone's looking up to being a pageant girl or doing professional athlete, what did you do when you were younger? Um, before you, know before you started doing competitions
1: yeah so i started competing when i was a year old and i did like the toddlers and tiaras like super glitz pageants and i grew up competing in sports too i started playing softball at a very young age and i played basketball and volleyball in high school i'm a first generation college student and i went to olympic college on a softball scholarship and then went on to play three years of professional football And then on the other side of that, growing up competing in pageants, I switched over to like more scholarship based organizations when I was about 20 years old. And that's when I started competing for Miss Washington USA and went on to compete for Miss Nevada USA. So I don't want to say like I've always grown up with like competitive nature, but even growing up competing in pageants and switching over like the glitz pageants and then switching over to scholarship was almost more challenging because I was so set in my ways. And I was like, no, I know what I'm doing. I've got this. And I came in and was totally flabbergasted that I was just like so much over the top.
0: So is, is that something that you feel that was definitely humbling, humbling to you that it was something that you could, you actually um, learn from and have become a better person because you see that there are two different sides of that competition system?
1: Oh my gosh, for sure. Because like glitz pageants, like, yeah, you, it, they still encourage you to do community service, but it's not nearly as much of a focal point. Your interviews are usually like 90 seconds long and very personality based instead of like resume or platform based. So switching over, I really like, I couldn't just fudge it. It's not like, Oh, I could do a food drive once a year. It's like, you have to be invested and you have to actually like have a community outreach and not just be one dimensional. You have to have be multifaceted, which is why, I mean, I didn't do any of these things specifically to improve my resume, but it def- I feel like it definitely helped having, you know, started my own nonprofit called play on sports. And then you know, becoming a professional football player, I feel like that really added dimension to who I was and who I could present myself in front of a judging panel.
0: Do you think that if someone is starting out and they, um, they, they're not in the pageant world as much as you were, like you, you said you did one when you were just a baby. Um, mm-hmm. can they still be successful? Like, where do you think they should start if they're, they're starting out their career?
1: Oh my gosh, just throw your name in the hat, honestly, because I know actually one of my, one girl that became one of my really close friends already this year from Washington State, she competed, it was her last year of eligibility, and she competed in her first pageant as Miss Washington USA. And even from there, she really, she came in with the goal of, I want to be more outgoing. And she did exactly that. So she started networking and like coming to me and I was able to like help network her into, cause I've been doing the USA system for a long time. So I was able to hook her up with, you know, photographers, hair and makeup artists, coaches, you know, these like ideas for her to help start her community outreach that like was branded specifically for her. So I think just getting your name out there and really putting yourself out there and saying, hey, these are the goals that I want to achieve. Pageantry is such an amazing outlet because it's really, when you get into the right organization, it's empowered women empowering women. And I think that's what's so important.
0: Well, how does the sports thing play in fact? Is that something that you encourage people to have that counter side like if someone who's in the band and then they also like to be glamorous, is this something that's really good to balance the, uh, the psyche or the mind, or do you think that you could be just all in on one and be a, a well-rounded person? Like how, how does that work for you?
1: I mean, for everybody, it's so different, but I'm really thankful that I had that kind of counterbalance because on one hand I had. Pageantry that was like, oh, all about confidence and you're so amazing and all this stuff. And then I had sports, which I am not a natural athlete. I actually have to like work to be good at anything. So I was like focused on constant criticism and, you know, this is how you get better. And I like investing in private coaching and like all kinds of wild stuff. I really had to invest and want to get better. And I think having that, that something that I'm not just like naturally good at really humbled me. It made me appreciate my work ethic and focus on my determination. And from there, I was able to become a leader because I really invested in who I was and wanting to grow.
0: That's awesome. Um, how did, how the, so you did, you did, um, softball going into Mm -hmm. college. So how did you transition from playing softball into football? Is it just a simple fact that there isn't, well, there, it, isn't there a a, in Europe, there is a semi-pro league. Is that correct, or am I totally wrong about that? Because there is. I'm
1: not. Sh- go ahead. Oh, sorry. No. Go. Ahead. Go ahead.
0: I I thought there was, but I, I but I but I might be totally off there.
1: Um, I know that. So just from the LFL, which is who I played for, I know that they had a Canadian and an Australian league. Um, But as far as like other outside, I'm not really familiar okay. with anything going on in Europe.
0: I was just curious why you transitioned from from baseball from softball to to football. Was it just because there was an opportunity to play professional sports and it was in your home state, and you decided to take that opportunity? Is that is that how that came up? Or
1: well, it's actually kind of funny. My mom, I was still playing for college and like a week away, I was studying to be a journalism. I wanted to be a sideline commentator for the NFL. Um, so my mom actually, you know, studying journalism, having an athletic background, my mom found a flyer for tryouts and she, it was like a week away. And she was like, Hey, you know, you're young still, you have all this time and how, like, it's such a competitive field to get, to become a sideline commentator how many women can study journalism and how many women can study journalism and speak from a professional athlete standpoint? And I went in and I was like, yeah, totally, let's do this. I didn't realize that girls had trained for like a year before they came to tryouts. And I just waltzed in like, hey guys, what's up? (laughs) And I remember going to my first Chalk Talk because this was like my first real, like I've watched football. I've seen it. My family celebrates every Sunday, like it's Christmas. And I realized... I sat down for my chalk talk where they like handed us our playbook and made us watch film. And they were like, this is what's happening and like explaining each play. And I remember like the whole hour long car ride home. I just cried because it was like hearing a foreign language and I wanted it so bad. And I'm like, I'm never going to learn this. This is hopeless.
0: Well, it just even shows your determination and hard work that um, you made the team. So did you make the team initially or did you take did it take a year or like, please tell us like, cause it's so it's in America. We don't have such a, this is in my opinion, the only, if you, if you um, go back to the all American uh, girls baseball uh, league, this is the right. only professional um, because the, I mean, I guess you could say the soccer team, but they don't have as the, and also the softball league, but it's not paid jobs. So the only one I can think of is the all American um girls baseball team in the 40s so you Mm -hmm. guys are the the real representative of female paid athletes so like so i please tell me more i'm so like and i would i'm so excited for this so 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 please tell me more
1: yeah i'm
0: sorry more about well so i tell so you're so that first day you're overwhelmed you're crying so did you go back Um, were you able to catch on enough to make the team the first year or did you have to take a year to get, to get up to speed?
1: So a a bit of both, I guess. So I tried out in like a transitional period because when the LFL first started, they ran simultaneous with the NFL. So it was like a fall winter sport. Um, when I came on, I tried out around spring And they had just announced that they were waiting until next spring. So they would run alongside arena football season, which is spring and summer. So we went an entire year without like any clue of who's going to make. So I made it through the entire tryout process. And finally, by the time the first football game of the season, I was on the roster. But still an entire year that our coach like gave us no insight to like, who's going to make the team, who's going to get a contract, who like, who is even remotely close so I remember we tried out in like I tried out in April or May of 2012 and I finally got my contract on my birthday a month before the game in March of 2013. Okay. 2013. Yeah. So it was like this whole long process and it got really frustrating at times and you know, trying to figure out because I fit into several different positions. So really figuring out where I belonged on the field was probably the toughest part because I went through like several phases of like, okay, you're going to play on defense. Now you're going to play on offense. You're going to play this position now. And just going through and trying to figure out what I needed and how I can improve the team was the most difficult because, you know, when you know exactly who your competition is like, okay, she's also going out to be a tight end. This is who I'm competing against. This is her weakness, and these are my strengths. Like, it was it was just that difficult to figuring out what I needed to work on specifically.
0: Now, what um, position did they uh, eventually um, end you with?
1: <laughs> yeah, I ended up playing three seasons as center and strong side linebacker.
0: Okay, so that's cool. You're you're basically in the middle of the mix. It. I mean, that's a pretty yeah. that's a pretty. Um, to To be in as a position as center uh, and to be on the offense primarily that's that's pretty I would say that's um, a pretty big honor. Um, oh
1: but- my gosh, it, I couldn't imagine playing anything else. And you know, it's funny looking back at it now because I was when I played softball, I was a catcher. Okay, so, so you're ready. The, the
0: that- you're ready the the ring or the the general of the or the. So you're in the same position as the, as the, okay.
1: Yeah. I didn't realize like how much it transferred over. Like, yep. Okay. This is just like a personality profile, I guess.
0: Absolutely. Well, I mean, they say most people that are catchers could be great coaches because they're in the center of, they're running the field anyway. So, um, do you feel that way, um, that you could be a great, um, baseball or softball coach after that experience?
1: I don't know about baseball or softball anymore, just because the game has like so many nuances. I was lucky enough that my college coach trusted me enough to call all my games and, you know, run the plays. So I definitely feel like maybe not coaching sports necessarily, but I definitely feel like that position made me a strong leader just with whatever I do. Whenever I'm in a group setting, I always. And it's funny because nobody really looks at the catcher and says like you are the leader. They always look at the picture and say like, all right, they're the ones running the show, and it's secretly the brains behind the operation.
0: Hey, it's not necessarily the most good-looking one in, or the one that gets all the praise. <laughs> it gets that that's right. actually running the show. You know, so um, totally. You know, sometimes it's the person who who doesn't say anything that actually is running the show. So, right. Um. um so are are you coming into the league is that season uh league is that the year that they celebrate five years of um the LFL because i I did a couple years of photographs with some of um, some of the players with the Baltimore charm team so is that is oh. that the same about the same time frame was that season five that they celebrated or is that after that
1: I want to say it was the year after season five but i'm probably wrong
0: so it so are you then because i know that seattle went on to be a real powerhouse were you the years that they went to um the championship game and, and won the championship game or was that right after that you left
1: that was the year after i left oh and that's such a shame i know but i was really excited so um I got to be a part of their first time making playoffs and we went in as okay, first so you seed. We were...
0: Okay, cool. You got playoffs at least. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah. So I, I got that, but unfortunately we went into playoffs and just didn't have a good game. I'm thankful at least that the team that beat us in playoffs went on to win the national championship because then, you so, know, it, it, it makes it hurt a lot less.
0: <laughs> so that must've been LA's last, um national that must have been la's last championship then right because la had won on and i think won five and you guys had won three right and then chicago went on and won like three in a row i think
1: yep yep and now seattle's on top i
0: know so um it, it i you know it's 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 crazy it's like all of the championships were west uh westward leading so um yeah so um I I think it's a great league. I I pray that um you guys get um more opportunities in the league like that will exist in the future. And I always thought it was really cool that um you were you guys were able um to, to have a league like that. It was just it was fun. Um, I wish it it was played on on turf. It was nice that the LA team um for some time played on grass field. So. Did you mm-hmm. ever get did you ever get an opportunity while playing to play on grass turf or were you always on artificial, artificial turf?
1: I was always on artificial turf and I oh my gosh, I just remember like the turf birds and like everybody just dousing their body in like hydrogen peroxide after the games.
0: That was the one thing that I just thought was always odd. I understand that from a marketing standpoint that the game had mm-hmm. to be super sexy, but it would still be sexy if you had Lululemon really cute like leggings on, that that right. did as much like cute but sexy kind of stuff that like super little, and then you wouldn't have, you know, as bad of a um a rug burn,
1: road rash everywhere. <laughs> well, and I know that that's what they developed to now. Now they have like a multi uh, rotational uniform where they like pants are included, and you know. I'm just jealous that I never got that.
0: <laughs> I know I did see a couple photos. So, um, so the last couple of years they did have a rotation. So they had like an a road outfit, I guess. Is that what they did?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Oh, that's awesome. So in that same transition, so are you in that three year period, then also juggling, um, college plus doing other pageants too? Like, how's that all working together? Because is, is, Is LFL training like once or twice a week or it's like, how, how's that working?
1: So LFL, um, practices were held two, three times a week, depending on where we were at in the season. Um, and they tried to keep it like as reasonable as possible because everybody also had like day jobs and going students. So we had practices on like Tuesday at like seven o'clock and then Sunday morning at like 7 a.m. Like in the off season, so we kept a pretty tight schedule, and depending on like where you were at with promos and stuff. But week of game, it was like just take the time off, just focus on this, and everything will everything else will work out. But yeah, it was. Uh, I am definitely one of those people that the more I have on my plate, the better I handle things. Um, I'm I'm not what one that's big for downtime. Whenever I have downtime, I'm always like, what responsibility am I? missing out on it
0: <laughs> well i don't blame you because sometimes when you have too much time then you get lazy so when you don't have any time then you don't have to worry about what could i do better so maybe it is better right. to be super busy so totally is that it is that an advice that you would give to other people to to try to overflow your 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 plate or do you think that it takes um it takes preparing and time to have that that much busyness on your schedule.
1: I definitely think it's suited best for a very specific personality type. I mean, if you get overwhelmed easily, then by all means, lighten your load. It's all about how you feel and where you're at mentally, emotionally, and like in your life that determines like how much you need to take on. Cause right now I am a bridal stylist. Now I'm being an ambassador for, and pursuing ambassadorship with several domestic violence organizations, as well as, you know, holding my national title of Queen Beauty USA. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just casual, casual self plug. Exactly. But I mean, for me, this is the point in my life where I feel like I can handle it. And this is really where I feel like I'm prepared.
0: Well, I mean, it sounds like you've also been, preparing and working up to it because it sounds like you've had a full schedule. So it's just, you just didn't have that national title. Um, you, 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 have had, you had these, um, plateaus, like you were the professional athlete, you were, uh, Miss Washington, USA. Uh, mm-hmm. now you have a national title with, with Miss beauty. So it's like there are platforms and you're just, you, you have to get to that platform, you know, to achieve it. Cause it, I'm sure, I'm sure it sure would still be awesome if you did reverse but I'm sure it means so much more that like you've worked up the ladder and now you have a national title um, to to have put all that work in that effort
1: Oh for sure and that was I I mean being my last year that I was eligible to compete for a lot of these like miss organizations I really focused on, okay, I have to be happy with the person that I am before or after the pageant. So I really made sure that in my preparation, whether I won or lost, my schedule wasn't going to change. Like I'm still investing into my community. I'm still taking care of my body and like mindful of my health and still doing everything that I would have expected. Like if I walked up to meet Queen Beauty USA and shook her hand, I would want her to be like me. And, I mean, it just happened to work out that it was. I just wanted to take one
0: second from this great interview and talk about our sponsor of the week, Mid-Atlantic Video and Photography Productions. No matter if you're planning a wedding, a special event, or you just need an amazing headshot, they are the team to get the job done. You can reach out to them at 443 422 3830. Again, that's 443-422-3830. Or you can go, just go right to their website at mavpp.com. Now let's get right back to the show and listen to this great interview. So while you're doing the professional athlete role, you're also competing in USA. So how many years did you compete in USA until... They finally realized that they had to give you the crown that you were the best representative. <laughs> I, hey, um, look, hey, I love, I, I truly, you, 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 like I told you before the interview, I truly love, um, uh, USA. I think USA is by far the best system, and I'm totally um, supportive of USA, and I'm, I'm definitely supportive of, um, women's sports. So you, you got those two checks, Mark. So when I saw that you're USA girl, so excited talk to you so (laughs) so well I so my question to you I apologize what um what 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 took you long so long you know and how how many years did you compete till they they gave you a title
1: well uh I'm not sure like how informed about me that you or your listeners are but I have kind of like a uh, I guess you could say tumultuous relationship with uh, USA, like no hard feelings or anything, but so I I went through Washington USA and I competed for three years when I won. So the first year I made top 15 second year, I did not make semifinals. And then third year I came back to win. Um, I held the miss Washington USA title for three months. And then due to like a whole, just barrage of life happening uh, I ended up resigning I took about a year off and then I came back and competed for Miss Washington USA and Miss Nevada USA Um, and did those I competed for Washington three times and Nevada twice and came out unsuccessful and ended up competing for Queen Beauty USA literally like almost on a whim but I had been talking and researching the organization and uh Ended up with the biggest blessing. I'm so like, after everything that I went through with USA, and again, no hard feelings, but I'm so thankful to be a part of Queen Beauty USA because their directors are so brave and wanting to market. Because, you know, having resigned as Washington USA, obviously my whole life was very publicized. All the mistakes that I had made in my past that came up and just came to bite me were really publicized, really criticized and, you know, where a lot of directors I feel would kind of try to stifle me, maybe saying like, oh, you know, don't talk about this or you should phrase this this way. These people are so supportive and they're like, yeah, put your story out there. Talk and be And This is why people want to hear from you.
0: Well, I feel so like a noob that I'm not in the know that I'm <laughs> up. But I also don't feel like I need to be in everyone's business. But hey, yeah. what, here's the one thing I, will, I will, will stress, OK, and and take this with a grain of salt. They can never take away. That moment, and they can never take away the, the fact that they did crown you. So you are always okay. In my definition, you have a photo proving that you were. So even if that is, like, not as held highly in your family or in your in your flock of, of um followers as high, it's still you know they can't take that away. It's just like, I have friends where we don't think as highly with America with all the systems. So it's. A, I totally understand. I understand you totally much, and I apologize. I don't, I don't know your backstory as much, but I'm so thankful that you found a a a group of people that love you so much and recognize your talents. Because I think that's what we most in life are looking for. Is we're we're looking for a group of people that find us, that love us so much that they want us to be a part. So that's all I think life is all about is finding. Is finding 100% that group, but, agree. Yeah. so I mean, let, let's let not um snub the story. Congratulations <laughs> on being a national title with Miss Beauty. Um, that I mean, it's such a um, it, now I don't know that much about the system. I had a colleague that I worked with compete um in the system that you just in the competition that you just competed in New York. No but way, it, who yeah, was it? Um, she was representing Minnesota. Uh, mississippi but she was actually out of baltimore because oh. um, so because some of the states were at large so right but um i was really excited to know more about system because i is it how long has the system been around because i really want people to know more about this system because i thought it was really cool because it's an international system now you get to go compete on an international stage too correct
1: yeah you get to go to queen beauty universe that's so cool I know I'm so excited. So Where... yeah, this organization Yeah, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go, go no,
0: ahead. no, go ahead. Go, go go. Go go.
1: Oh. Um this organization is still super fresh. This was actually the first year that there was a national competition for the USA delegate. So it's and for the first year in production, they recruited 42 girls. So that's amazing. And now they've gotten um, or directors for almost every state. So there's actually going to be like statewide competitions, not just you know, um, state delegates, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're really making sure that they're investing everything that they can. They're making sure that they're treating all their girls, right. Everybody was so well taken care of when we went to nationals in New York, it was amazing. And I'm really so excited to get on the ground floor of this amazing organization. That's really focused on actually bringing beauty back to pageants and removing like all the politics and really creating, a system with integrity
0: well you know the sash alone really reminds me of usa not to bring up but it has that kind of really classy like streamlined gorgeous and the big bulky le- uh, letters with all the crystals you mm-hmm. know i just you know i i, I like a glam you can tell i like a glamorous girl as well as a system so i'm here for it yeah yeah, yeah. so and the- i think
1: i think when once you actually like once we get the state competitions going, I think you're going to really love Queen Beauty because they are all about glamour. It's all about – they phrase it as it's a pageant for models where models can be role models.
0: So would you say that they could easily be a good training or the next level for people that either age out or um, have already won USA that, that you guys could work together or vice versa then?
1: I mean, I don't, from a business standpoint, I don't want to speak for them, but I mean, that's really, so I met the director because he was one of my judges when I competed for Miss Nevada and, uh, ran into him at the global beauty awards, which I'll be a presenter at in a couple of weeks. Um, uh, but he really saw the potential in me and, you know, highly encouraged me to go out for this organization where I kind of fought it for a long time. I, Really wanted to pursue, I mean, a 27-year-old goal to compete for Miss USA and ended up with something better. Because, you know, as I phrased it, sometimes when one door closes, another one opens with a freaking Mercedes behind it. (laughs) Like, I can't, I'm still, like, in shock.
0: So that's part of the prize package, too? Yeah, so I have a two-year... Yeah,
1: 2-year lease for a 2019 wow. C-Class Mercedes, I get a vacation to Mexico, to the oh. Cayman Islands, I get to go to walk in London Fashion Week. I'm going to be on the cover of Supermodels Unlimited. Like these opportunities are so mind-blowing. I I hope the they, boyfriend got and, a
0: couple kisses. You know, just for the oh car, just for the car, <laughs> if, <we're, laughs> if he, if he definitely encouraged you to do this, please one, the, one for the car year, every year the car, at least one.
1: <laughs> right. He's, he told me that he gets to drive, take it for a test drive at least once. Oh, I would hope so. I said, i so. will see what insurance says.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome! I'm looking at the crown. The crown looks so awesome. I love the spirals with the little gem at the front of it. Yeah, that is awesome. Oh
1: my god! Yeah, it's gorgeous. I'm so excited to have it. Is it um, like a? Custom,
0: do you have a custom box for the actual crown too, or is it? Or that's
1: do, part of my prize package. I will be receiving it right now. I have it in a little quilted leather makeup <laughs> case.
0: Hey, as long as it doesn't bend or break, that's all, that's all it that matters. You know? you know,
1: I thought that's what was important too.
0: Mm-hmm. I, 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 I've been around state title holders, friends and it doesn't really matter as long as it doesn't break. If it breaks, exactly. it's, it's a big issue. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so I mean, what do you, what do you, um, what's the agenda for this upcoming um, year to help promote this new system? What do you want to help achieve personally and, um, and for the actual system?
1: Yeah. So after, I mean, after having such a tumultuous relationship with USA, one of the real big things that held me back was, you know, um, not really being able to share my story. I feel like maybe I was a little bit blackballed because when I resigned, I had a whole mess of life coming at me. I had received a DUI the year before. Um, So that was really bad. And I was still, you know, tying up loose ends with it because of course, nothing dealing with bureaucracy is ever easy. And like right when that all concluded right after I was crowned Miss Washington USA, I was in a very, very bad domestic violence relationship that I was just abused um, for two months. And it was just not a good situation. So right when all of it came to a pinnacle, I was like, you know, I I can't deal with this. So I think one big aspect that I want to share and help promote with the pageant is that it's not about who you've been and it's not about what you've been through, but it's about what you make of yourself. And I think being the person that I am and being that I chose to come out of my situation, that I chose to stand up and share my story with people will hopefully lead to inspiration for other people to leave their take control back of their, like any afflictions that they're facing and realize that just because I deemed myself unworthy of miss USA, I said, you know, that's, I can't be that perfect. And that's not what queen beauty is looking for. They're not looking for somebody who's perfect. They're looking for somebody who's a role model because the strongest role models are people who have been through stuff and come out stronger for it.
0: Well, you know, I, I don't know you that well, Stormy, but I I would love for you to be a friend and and ha, um, to build that trust between you. But just talking to you in the short time I've I've had the opportunity to talk to you by chat and on the phone right here, you know, you sound like a very strong person, and I really have a very strong faith belief that you know God only gives you what you can handle. So clearly, you've gone through a lot of stuff, but but he must
1: thinks I'm way too tough. Yeah, he, <laughs> I think
0: God really thinks that you can that you can be very adversative and, and tactile and, you know, and clearly, you know, you know, you get these highs, but you, you have these lows too, but you have these super, super highs. So like, he, you know, he, he, sounds like you, he knows that you're a rock and that you can handle it. I mean, that's how I'm taken. Do you feel that way? Uh, like, how do you, how do you take that in?
1: I wish I didn't, but I do. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, I was actually just talking to my director and like giving him all the information so we can go through and, you know, be a unified front that, you know, nothing's going to come out that's going to surprise him because of course he, like the second that I was crowned, people were already like messaging him. Like, do you know who you're dealing with? Like, he's going to be shocked or something. And he was like, yep, I'm already aware he's already done his research about who I am and what I've been through. So I gave him like all of the nitty gritty details and, I said, you know, as much as I never want to experience it again, I'm glad that it happened to me and not somebody who was weaker because I don't think anybody else could have handled that.
0: It's such a, I I wish we weren't in a society that, you know, that people wouldn't automatically judge you, you know, it it would be, it would be nice if you could just, okay, I'm remorseful, you know, you know, you know, think time has moved on. You know, but like they are like in, they're texting him, so they're like they're purposely like antagonizing your director, right. like that's so like, it's so child like. It's juvenile. I call, <laughs> I call it. You know, this is how I call it. I I we graduate. You know, you might go to college, but sometimes we don't graduate from high school. So I I really consider the people that are juvenile that they're in 13th grade. So they might've gone to college, but they're in 13th grade because they maturely haven't gotten like past, like they can't get over the fact like that, that someone they don't like is more successful. So they're going to go out of their way. Like, I mean, there are people that I may not get along with, but I'm not going to contact them that someone to make their life worse. Like that's way too much. Like that's, like sometimes you just gotta like you won you, like you're you're doing well you you your life is going better like you don't have to like I don't do you do you understand like do you, like does that underst- does that trouble oh. you like like how do you how do you how do you form that because to me I can't at a thirty seven you know as a male I don't know how that dynamic like how, as a female how do you how's that dynamic work for you because it just it's weird to me.
1: Right. I, and I mean, I definitely resonate with your standpoint, because I feel like we're two rational, mature human beings. I try to be. Not, not everybody has that luxury, I guess. And I realized, you know, when I decided to come back my first year after um, my resignation, I understood that, you know, people, even the ones that claim to be perfect, they're going to come after me and they're going to attack me and they're going to be so loud in my witch hunt. But those really aren't the people that I'm trying to talk to. The people that I'm trying to talk to are the ones that have been bullied and are scared to speak out of their situations. Those are the ones that I'm talking to. And even though I may never hear them or hear their success story, I, those are the ones that I'm focused on getting my message out to. So everybody can yell over me as much as they want. But the person that's quiet in the back of the room that understands and know fe- can feel it now that they're not alone. That's the one that I'm trying to get to.
0: Now you had said that you're part of um, a nonprofit. Is that is bullying part of that? Is that what what are what what system are you um, not for profit that you're working with? Because um, I assume that's part of your platform. Um, is that correct?
1: So I mean, I would love to get into bullying, but my so the nonprofit that my family began is called Play On Sports, which is a nonprofit. Uh, for young athletes from low-income families, that okay. scholarship any players' fees, sporting equipment, apparel, anything necessary in their pursuit of passion. But I also just signed on to be a uh, ambassador for Silence is Not Compliance, Caitlin Cox's um, yes. non nonprofit that she started. That's awesome. And I'm working towards being becoming a ambassador with the Coalition or the Women's Coalition Against Domestic Violence. And I'd love to work with different organizations like. Uh, safe horizons. I've worked with the shade tree in the past, but it's mostly focused on domestic violence. Cause I mean, I'd love to get involved with bullying, but really having that personal experience, I know how important it is to know, to inform other women that they're not alone. Well, I really began speaking out when, um, my assailant's next girlfriend, um, reached out to me and she informed me that she was brave enough to press charges and come forward and speak about it. um, I realized that I could have saved somebody. And when I looked at her, she was another strong, powerful, smart, successful woman. And I was like, okay, so I wasn't just an idiot. Like this is, this is something that like, no matter how strong you are, domestic violence doesn't discriminate.
0: Well, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'm so thankful that, You connected with a fellow, uh, interviewer. I, I had the opportunity to interview Caitlin, um, earlier uh, last year and she's an absolute phenomenal woman. And I'm so thankful that you're on her team now. Um, that's so incredible. Yeah. I, um, I interviewed her, um, right after she won Miss DC America and yeah. So um, I listened to
1: that interview. I've actually been like really stalking you intensely. Good.
0: Good. I mean, I I, I hope that you did really enjoy. I I really do. I'm trying to make this a way to inform people as well as make people um, just a better person because I think life experiences um, can really help other people. Um, I own a travel agency and I think that the other thing you can do is I think you Um, every single person needs to travel and experience other cultures. And because if we're not sympathetic to other cultures and to other people, then we can't really understand what we need to do to help them. And that's how our Mm -hmm. country comes, you know, and I think, you know, being a national title holder, you know, I've worked with state title holders a lot doing photography and, you know, you, you are around so many people, so you, you understand that, but it's hard to, express that if you don't have a platform where you can like really talk to people and have other people hear you, you know? So,
1: Oh, for sure. And look at you so accomplished yourself.
0: Oh, Hey, if I can just, just a little bit, help you guys achieve all of your goals. I'll just take one little, little slather off of that. So if I can just be <laughs> a, uh, a successful photographer and you guys can be, I'll be in the, I'll just take the photos and you guys can be in the, the limelight. That's how I'm I just wanted to take one extra second and talk about our sponsor of the week mid-atlantic video and photography production no matter if you're planning a wedding and you need a wedding videographer you're doing a music video or doing commercial they are the team to get the job done you can reach out to them at 443-422-3830 again that's 443-422-3830 or you can go right to their website at mavpp.com now let's get right back to this great interview is there anything that we didn't get to cover? Um, Cause I want to make sure that, um, that we can start off this year, um, making sure that everyone gets uh, well known of, of, your success and everything that's going on. So.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think we got most of it covered. So thank you so much for having yeah. me on. Thank you for, allowing me to talk your ear off, but Mm -hmm. I'm so excited to have you now as part of my network and one of my friends.
0: Oh, well, thank you so much for considering me a friend. And uh, thank you so much for coming on the show.
1: Of course.
0: Stormy, sometimes you get to meet people in your life that really do impact you and I, I honestly think that you are an incredible person. And I think that your life story is only going to go upwards. And I will pray for you. And I'm so thankful for the opportunity to, to interview you. You're definitely a very complex person. And as Shrek says, you're definitely an onion and your peels are just being peeled back. And there's so much more for you to... Undiscovered to, to discover, so you know just continue doing yourself and and spreading the good word, and I think everyone will really appreciate everything that um that you will accomplish. Don't forget, everyone, our show is on YouTube and is also on iTunes, and I would truly appreciate if you would please subscribe and give us the thumbs up or thumbs down. Just commenting and giving some feedback is appreciated. Also. Please be aware that the show is drops on Thursday, and I do apologize that if it's not up every Thursday, but I'm doing my best to juggle both the show and running a business, so I hope our listeners will give me a little breathing room, but I will do my best to have the schedule on a regular basis. The idea is to at least have a show either twice a month or weekly, depending on how many interviews I have, so... Pray for more interviews, and we'll have a nice weekly show. Thank you, everyone, and please, as always, stay tuned.